This is In Focus, the weekly public affairs program from KTBB and the team sports radio, featuring members of the local community working to make East Texas a better place. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of In Focus. My name is Lonnie Johnson. Uh, if you have any input in the show, we look forward to your email at ktbb.com slash infocus. That's ktbb.com slash infocus. Uh, today, I am, uh, well, I've got the pleasure to uh, interview Pamela Dansby. Pamela works for the Hand Up Network and uh, also God's Storehouse. Member of God's uh, Storehouse, excuse me. Okay, very good. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Let's start by talking about uh, how Hand Up started. Hand Up Network was started in 2019. It used to be, oh, formerly, East Texas Cornerstone. And they needed a new vision, so they called Sam Samuel mm -hmm. uh, Smith in to see if he could bring a new uh, idea, a refreshment on how we can serve the community by helping those who want to help themselves as opposed to giving a handout to give them a hand up. And we provide those tools for them to work and learn about themselves. And so we can find the, uh, what is good for them, what they know, what they don't know, what their strengths are, what their, what the weakness are. And we are an organization to also look at the fact that we don't care about your background. We care about what you want to do for your future. And if you be committed to the program, which I represent the mentoring part, if you commit to that program, we have the tools that will help you get where you need to be. We have the best support team in the world because we're going to walk alongside you, encourage you. If you fall down, we're going to help pick you up because I'm a believer. Don't never look down on a man unless you're picking them up. Well, that's a great saying. That is a great saying. Yes. Um, so the difference, you've mentioned the difference between a handout versus a hand up. Yes. So uh, I would take a handout uh, to me maybe just driving by and helping a homeless person. Uh, with a donation, so mm -hmm. to speak, um, whereas a hand up would ask, would, and I've done it many times, ask them, uh, is there something you could do or you would like to do, you know, as far as work? Mm -hmm. So that's more of a hand up that we're mm -hmm. talking about, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So um, let's say I'm uh, down on my luck. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a... Well, I'm just a down on my luck person, but uh, what I've found out in my life is that you can get down on your luck pretty quick mm -hmm. uh, and you can be very good and a good person and, and work hard and do everything else. And sometimes just situations change. They do. And so wh uh, what are some of the things that uh, you offer them at hand up, for, for instance, like how to, how to acquire employment? Okay. When it comes down to employment, let's just put a pin in it. What we do first, you have to have somewhere to stay, and there are various organizations like Salvation Army, Highway 80, that would give them an mm -hmm. overnight stay. You have to have that in order for us to be able to work with you to get you on the right path of where you need to go. As far as employment, you we will help you with skill training if you need additional, like a GED 
or you need additional college or you need a resume or whatever, but you first have to be part of the program and you have to come in and do an intake. And when we do the intake, we assess where you are at that moment. And at that particular moment, we want to give you uh, that opportunity to tell us somewhat what has happened to you. And then after the uh, end tape, we will do a two-part spark. And what it is, is to let you know that other people, just like someone else, have fallen down on their luck. But a girl that slept on the street, she wind up going to horror. A man that was on drugs, he wind up being a business owner. A gang member that wind up being a motivational speaker. So we are that kind of uh, mentoring part that we try to do to reassess you, to get you on the right track. Do you actually have an example of a young lady that was homeless that entered into Harvard? Yes. Can you... Tell me a little about that without maybe her name. Or? Yes, uh, it's part of our first part of our part, spark. Mm -hmm. That's for encouragement with this young lady. Her parents were on drugs. And then uh, the parent, I believe the mother died. And then the father was still out there and everything. And she wind up sleeping on the street. And what was so interesting, she didn't realize how homeless she was because she was always going to a friend's house to sleep over with them and all that. But she kept trucking along to say, I can do this. And with that in that inner ability to say, I can do this, no matter what my circumstances have been, I can overcome it. And when you have that ambition and that dry is in it's amazing what you can do with a with the little that you have and she wind up going to harvard how's she doing there she's doing fine she's completed now she's one of our examples that we use for our when we do the spark program she's one of the examples that we use from others that we put on uh to to show that if she did it, you can do it. Seems like a pretty good example. That's a real you good. chase her. You're chasing the dream. Did she come back to East Texas? No, I'm not sure if she was from East Texas. Okay. It's where we have uh, collected that information okay. from other resources. And we decided to put it in our spark program to show that this person did that uh, to go from homeless to Harvard. We use those type of examples to you to tell others you can do it too. So she was part of an example. Now you clearly work with other nonprofits. Yes. In the area, you just mentioned Highway 80 Shelter. Yes. Uh, Salvation Army. Yes. Um, well, you're you're. Let's. I'm just going to kind of go down the list. Okay. Uh, let's talk about your victim services first. Our victim services, as you know, abuse is like a major thing in this world yes, today. Sex trafficking is real. So we have a department that work with those individuals and we don't know all the details that go on in that department because of the confidentiality for the safety of those individuals. So they have to be very private. They have to be able to make sure that those individuals are safe as possible. I've got a uncomfortable question to ask you. Okay. Um, uh, obviously, I'm not in the sex trafficking business. Um, how would how would we know when we're out in public if we run across someone um, who may be trafficked? It, it, are there any signs that are outward? 
sometimes, but most of the time, people are in fear. And that's one of the major problems is because of the fear. So they're scared to ask for help. Sometimes. And scared to appear as if they need it at the same time. Absolutely. So, but we have been able to encounter some of those and be able to, and have been able to work with them. Um, Are they across the socioeconomic and color spectrum? I mean, is there any uh, definitive culture that is represented or is, is it just completely random and across the board? Across the board, it does not discriminate, not even in age. It doesn't matter. There are people out there who I would say are cruel. Are you talking about the traffickers? The traffickers. Oh, how sweet of you to say that about them because that's about the sweetest description you could give to a trafficker. I think I, a lot worse of them. I'm trying to stay. I know. No, I was, I was joking. Like I was possible. joking. I understand. I understand. <laughs> but they're sick more than any. Because they possibly have been trafficked too. They probably have been abused, sexually abused when they were children. They don't know how to turn their life around. And when you don't know the Lord and Savior, I have to say that, you are subject to do anything. So they don't reach out for help and it become part of their life because that's all they know. We just say for instance, a young boy growing up in a home and where the father is abusing the mother, he swears he will never mistreat a woman, but yet and still he does because it's like a cycle. And if they don't get the proper help at the time they need it, then they wind up being, I would somewhat say they are victims too and don't even know it. Mm. Um, I'm going to have to partially push back on you on that. I'm not sure. I understand. I understand your point Mm -hmm. for sure. I get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, My empathy for a trafficker is tough for me to get there, but I I understand what you mean. It's the same thing as uh, sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. It can be generational. Mm -hmm. Typically, uh, I'm from East Texas, uh, uh, you know, Western Louisiana. (laughs) It seems to be a hotbed of this stuff. And you know, I understand that. I truly understand that because they become sick. Mm -hmm. And when they become sick, they become disgusting. And those are light words that I can use. But they just as sick as they can be and don't even know it. And all they look in, looking for is, I'm in pain, so I don't care about you. Well, it, it's, uh, I, I, I have heard since I met you and realized and think it's a beautiful thing. You lead with your faith. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good that you show an example of that by showing empathy and awareness for the traffickers, mm-hmm. that they too could have been victimized. I, I'm one that kind of thinks uh, it's up to you to 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 put a stop to stuff like that. So uh, that if you're a, if, well, that's my view. And, it, and I don't have a problem with your view because we need people to be strong to say we have to bring those individuals and press charges on them because it is wrong for what they are doing. I don't say it's right. It is wrong. 
Oh, yes, ma'am. You know, I yes, really do. I can't stress that enough. And my thing of it is, if I had to talk to them, what happened to you that you want to do somebody else like that? That would be one of my first questions. Because if that was anyone in my family, I would have a real conversation and ask everybody to leave the room and let me take care of it from there. Honestly. I understand. I understand. You know what I mean? Yes. Because you don't have to. But some people get caught up. It's sad to say, and now it's becoming a market. And when you want to look at it from a different perspective, when they want to market people out to make money, that's where I'm different. Because you actually selling somebody to benefit your own self. Because I went to see free, uh, Grounds for Freedom, and that was one of the most heart-wrenching movies that I've seen in a long time. That came out not too long ago. Yes, it did. I'm sorry. I've, I've avoided I can't. <laughs> It was awful. Mm -hmm. It was awful. But a man that was on there, he found himself in that situation. But God spoke to him and he wind up being an advocate to get those children free. Oh, that's I, I, I will see the movie, but I, uh, I tend to like to uh, uh, get away on movies and not. Mm -hmm. face everything I see. We're working at a news station, we see a lot. Mm -hmm. and I understand. Um, so I wanted to move now uh, from victim services uh, to immigration services, and I've got a, a real curiosity about this, mm -hmm. uh, as all of it, but immigration service, like, we have an immigration issue right now. Yes, we do. And I don't want to get political with it, but the non-political part of it is we've got thousands of people coming in our country that uh, don't have plans past walking past the border. Mm -hmm. So what, what, what are your immigration services? How do you help people and how do you let those people know that the help is out there? We received a grant, I believe last year, to help in that area. And what they do is come in, because some people have been here for years, they're on a work visa, and now they want to become a legal citizen. So I think those are the ones that they target mostly, is the one that have come over, proved themselves in America to say, I believe in their values, now I want to become a citizen. And so that's kind of mostly how we work with that. I think that's beautiful. I have happened to have a, a lifelong friend mm -hmm. um, who is not a citizen, but has been legal mm -hmm. for 30 years here. He's lost over $16,000 to attorneys trying to get his citizenship, and they prey on these immigrants. Yes. These attorneys prey on these immigrants. It's really a horrible thing to do. If, you, if you're one of the attorneys that do this, um, you're, in my eyes, you're not better than the guy we were just talking, talking about. Absolutely. But, so that, that's just my opinion. I'm Lonnie Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... I've met so many beautiful immigrants. Yes. Uh, uh, specifically, the Hispanic culture mm -hmm. is one of the kindest, sweetest cultures in the world. And I think they get maligned uh, when it begins to get political. Mm -hmm. But uh, a service to help them get there without being abused. Absolutely. By crooked 
lawyers would be we great. probably charge a fraction of the cost because the key thing is that they have proven themselves and we do charge a fee but it's not like attorney fees but we do have to charge because of the documentation mm-hmm. that we have to provide for them and so it's like i said it's just a fraction of the cost and we're going to treat them with dignity and then we also have a classroom for civics to let them know about who we are as a country and everything. So and that's they, necessary. It's very necessary. Mm-hmm. So they'll know uh, how to vote, what the importance is of our government. And so those are things that all of us should know. As a matter of fact, I enjoyed the civic class when I sit in. Okay? Sure. Sure. You don't learn about a lot of things. You don't. Uh, uh, the... Uh, Oklahoma bombing of the 20s is something (laughs) we were never taught in school. I found out recently. uh, In in case we have uh, any Hispanic families listening that may have uh, extended families Mm -hmm. that may be in this situation, uh, you can go. Uh, and what, what what round number for the fee? Uh, that would be something that the, uh, those clerks that represent that that part of us. I don't want to speak what I don't know. Okay. Because that wouldn't be fair to them. But what they can do is call nine zero three five nine seven five three three four and ask the receptionist can they speak to one of the people that works in that department and they will help them from there. <laughs> And, and you can also go to handupnetwork.com for more information about this. Uh, so you've helped a lot of people get their citizenships, the Hand Up Network has. Yes, that department has. It is a wonderful program. From, and then sometimes we get... Mentor, we get to mentor some of the individuals okay. that have or try they for they achieve see, their citizenship. Yes, and we try to uh, help them. We have one man in particular. He come through our mentorship program, and he is doing phenomenally well now. Now, this is radio, so we have to paint a picture with our mouths, yes. so to speak. Uh, describe this gentleman to me. He is a senior citizen who came over years ago. He was working as a dishwasher and he wanted to become a citizen and he came through our program. And then he joined our mentorship program and we helped him get his driving license and all of the necessary things to help him doing that. And what I loved about him, he followed everything to the T. And now we were able to get him a better job. Can you describe the sense of pride that he had upon attaining his citizenship? Yes. I hate to say it, but he was better than some of us Americans. Oh, you don't have to tell me <laughs> twice. I'm telling you. I, uh, I I don't want to go. I don't want to take the, the time up. I want it uh, for you. But I, there's been, uh, with this friend of mine, there's been so many random acts of kindness that he's displayed that is uh, uh, very much their culture and not ours. Uh, for instance, if uh, you, if I'm eating something and you come up, I may hand you a piece of it. Mm-hmm. Well, he took a piece of it and handed me his plate. Mm-hmm. You know, that's sharing. That's kindness. Well, it's just kindness, and uh, at a level we don't we don't see much anymore. I think we get a little bit jaded by the news and everything mm-hmm. else, and and want to put these people in a a, a shell. To be honest. If we have never experienced it, we really don't know. We have been blessed as Americans, and I think we've taken advantage of who we are, that we've forgotten 
some of the good that we're supposed to share with our brothers and sisters. I can honestly say we as Americans have forgotten what this country was built on, one nation under God, and I think we've forgotten that. And for those of you who like to hate, I encourage, uh, I want you to listen to this. You can't hate what you don't know. So why don't you try finding out about the person or persons or culture that you hate? Read a little about it. Do a little research. Find a friend in that culture and talk to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, you might be surprised at how your opinion changes. They some great people. As a matter of fact, my son is married to a Hispanic girl. And she's dynamite. (laughs) Yeah, the, uh, you know, it's just a. Uh, I, I, I always made another joke too. Uh, I, I can't be sad listening to Hispanic music, Mexicana music. You just, it's impossible to be sad. You just have to smile. Um, okay, uh, let's move on to your response teams. Our response team is more of handling natural disasters, or if an individual have like a burnout. One in particular, we had a gentleman uh, senior who his home was burned and I response team went and assessed it and try to help him clear up the property and he wind up being in our mentoring program. And so he was able to buy replaced his trailer and everything, but we spearheaded in making sure that his property was clean to help him to show that people do care. Cause I I have to say we got some good people in America too. I don't want to leave us out. We really do. No, we got no. some great people. And so they helped him. But when they had the uh, tornado over in the Carthage area, mm-hmm. I team was able to go over there because I believe the mayor or some high official had reached out to Sam and asked us would we help, you know, organize and make sure that everything ran smoothly. And I'm part of our prayer team, so I was able to go and pray with people. And what I found out, people did not have insurance. So what I team did was try to make sure we found resources from some of the vendors out there to help to replace roofs, you know, and other things that were damaged in their house and things like that. So that's what we do is go out and see what we can do. Even right here in Tala, we've had um, some seniors where their property had grown up and had been tagged by the city code, and we was able to go out and mow their yards. No, we're not a long-term care service, but we went out to make sure that they wasn't, you know, uh, charged with those fees, you know, so we helped them out that way. If my grandmother were alive today, she would walk in this room and slap me for the question I'm about to ask you. Okay. In your opinion, how effective is prayer and how needed is prayer in these situations and what does it actually accomplish? And please understand, I'm asking just to hear your answer. Prayer is the key. I don't care what we do in life. You need to always acknowledge the man that created this world. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the ending. And anything that you need, you need to ask him. He did put a book out called the Bible, and it lets us know what we need to do as a roadmap to help us doing trials and tribulations, because they're going to come. So it helps us to trust in the Lord with all our heart and not all the time lean it on our own understanding. So when we pray for guidance, when we pray for help, 
he never failed me and I know he'll never fail others. And I can honestly say, I have went through some things in my life as a woman. Didn't have the greatest childhood growing up, but I'm still standing by the promises that he made. So I can encourage somebody else, hold on to your hope in God. Pray to him, talk to him, because he is the answer to all my prayers. And probably a very important tool in your chest. Yes, Maybe the most important. Maybe the box that holds all the other tools. It is. It is, sir. I I could not live. Lonnie. I mean, <laughs> I can't help but say so. That's okay. I know I was wait a minute. I was raised by my grandparents, and they always told me to respect individual by yes, yes, sir, no, sir. I even I do that all the time out of respect. You can call me whatever you want. I'm very happy with it either way. All right, uh, uh, Pamela. Also, uh, I'd be remiss. You wanted to talk about God's storehouse. Okay. Can I back up a little bit and sure. talk about the mentoring program? I talked yeah. a little bit about yeah, yeah, that. Sure. I would love for people that are down on their luck and they need a helping hand, just need someone to support them as they try to sew their life back together, mm-hmm. that they would call us and see what we can do to help them. I okay. really do. You want to give the number out one more time? Yes, sir. Our number is area code 903-597-5334. If you want to help yourself, we are there to help you. That's fantastic. Uh, now, would you like to acquiesce yes. to God's Storehouse? God's Storehouse. I am proud member of the College Hill Missionary Baptist Church. My pastor is Pastor Rodney Curry, and I am evangelist. And I'm over our evangelist and outreach ministry. And the Lord laid it on my heart several years ago to create the God storehouse. And what we wanted to do in that vision was not duplicate what somebody else is doing. Everybody gives food, but we need paper to wipe our hands, toilet paper, okay. toilet paper for other things, paper products, laundry detergent, women, personal hygiene, as well as men. We want to provide what food stamps and the other community people may not be given. I know there's a few that are beginning to give paper products and things, but God put that vision in my heart. And so now we've been established. And during the pandemic, uh, we found out when uh, our team, Hand Up Network, was housed at, uh, I think, Tyler junior college, I believe. If I'm wrong, please forgive me. But they needed some additional uh, toiletries and things, and our church was able to provide them for them. So Sam really had a a good feel about what we are trying to do over at College Hill. So that's what we do, is to provide those necessities. I know that you didn't know John, but John spoke incredibly highly of Sam. Um, And uh, just what you do is just... So needed. Um, it's, it, I guess, let's finish it. Uh, for, for it gives you like a, a minute or so just to cover the five fingers. I found those very interesting. Ooh, now that's going to be a good one. Okay, well, let me, okay. God is our core. Right. Then we provide skill training and. Uh, Your well being. Yes, your well being. Employment. In support systems, yes. I'll help you out. Yes, thank so, you. <laughs> so those five fingers constitute the helping hand that you get. Not a handout, but a hand up. And uh, I, I don't think it should hurt your pride to take either. 
uh, but I think it should warm your heart to be a part of a hand up. And it's nice to know that there's such a, a, a great organization uh, to do this. I want to give it uh, out one more time. It's handupnetwork.com. That's handupnetwork.com. And, and you can go there if you have any need, correct? Mm-hmm. To say something, mm-hmm. there is one lady in particular that's on my mind that walked in with her head down, mm-hmm. but she met me. And if you meet me at Hand Up Network, you will not leave the same because I'm going to do all I can to encourage you at that moment. And she left there smiling. And now it's amazing of the transformation in this lady's life. Well, it's amazing just what uh, a, a joyous person yeah. can can bring to someone's life. Because I think uh, a lot of times we're so inundated with bad news. And I think when it's a, it's kind of a... a ball rolling down the hill, gathering on things as it goes down. You just did, Zig Ziglar called it stinking thinking, <laughs> you know? Um, and uh, you guys obviously help with that. Uh, and if, uh, I guess if you also, uh, last thing, the golf and gala, got about a minute? Yes. Okay. Yes. We have a gala that's coming up in December where you can put on your good clothes, as my grandmother would say, okay. and come out and support us because it is one of our year-end fundraisers. And what we do is try to highlight what we've done over the year and let our donors know, let new people know that have contributed to us what we are all about. And then we have a little dancing going on and then we have a little eating going on and fellowship because like you say if you don't know you can't help but when you know you'll do better did you have a date in december i believe it's december the 8th it's going to be on the friday evening at 6 p.m handupnetwork.com mm-hmm. you can find this uh, your heart your soul is just contagious and i understand why you why you're so valuable to to this group and i just want to personally thank you for sitting with me for 30 minutes and uh, letting the area know what you guys can help them with. I I really appreciate it more than you know. We appreciate the community for their support and all those that don't know us get to know us. God bless you and thank you. Thank you. In Focus is a weekly public affairs program featuring members of the local community working to make East Texas a better place. In Focus is produced by KTBB and the Team Sports Radio. And we thank you for listening. Join us again next week.